0: Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm an editor at Light Reading. I'm Fiona Graham. I'm also an editor at Light Reading.
1: And I'm Ian Morris and I'm also an editor at Light Reading.
0: Oh look at us. The All these editors.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not too many.
0: Yeah. <laughs> One of us needs to hang up now. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thanks for joining me, you guys. We're um, going to be talking about the Leading Lights finalists. This is the third in a series of three. So, this is the final podcast uh, about the Leading Lights Awards finalists. Uh, we will be having a Leading Lights after party later on. Uh, this will be the week of October 26th, uh, where we'll celebrate the contest finalists and the winners. Um, And it'll coincide with our editorial staff's tradition of attending and covering Mobile World Congress in Los Angeles, which I I wish you guys were able to
2: come. I know. I was going to say, I mean, I know that we have an illustrious sort of, you know, listenership. So if Joe Biden, if you are listening I know (laughs) you're talking about like loosening these restrictions in November, a couple of weeks earlier and then me and Ian can go and have a beer in Los Los Angeles and that would be pretty awesome just a suggestion (laughs) that's more important than the pandemic (laughs) if only biden
0: was listening to this podcast
2: (laughs) you never know (laughs) you never know kelsey
0: (laughs) all right so Fiona, i want to start with you on you have the category of best deal maker for the company that's uh showing good timing judgment and execution in high profile acquisitions partnerships and other strategic arrangements so tell us about who the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some of the
2: finalists were there <laughs> so um yes um so this is my first year um properly judging because last year I just sort of joined like light, light reading and I was far too new and, and and wet behind the years um probably still too wet behind the years but there we are um and I was quite lucky got some interesting categories uh first up was the best deal maker one so this year, there's been a big focus on deals and acquisitions that have been done over remote technology, which, of course, isn't really a surprise because, as we've discussed, um, we're in the midst of a global pandemic. Um, so it's been interesting to see that all those business meetings, all those meetings, at trade events, all the rest of it, um, while trade events are obviously very important, we work for an event company, obviously, um, they're, they're not key. I guess, for, for a lot of these companies um, in, in getting these deals over the line. Um, a lot of companies have had a very good pandemic, especially if you're in digital or if you're in communications. So, our finalists, it was very hard to pick. We ended up with four companies. We've got Amdocs, um, they've had a great pandemic, record annual revenue. They've had um, a whole bunch of new products, five strategic acquisitions, including OpenNet, and they're a founder partner of the 5G Innovation Lab. Um, another worthy the uh, contender was ATX Networks from Canada. Um, they've just um, finalised tech licensing agreement with Cisco, which has let the company take its HFC equipment portfolio forward um, at, uh, at quite some pace. Juniper, um, they appear in quite a few of the categories this year, as always. Um, they've not they've. Um, They've ticked off three strategic software acquisitions over the previous three months, all done remotely via teleconferencing, I'm told. So fully integrated from a technology and go to market perspective in record time. Um, again, great pandemic growing through it and, and record results this year, I believe. So DS, uh sorry d z s or z s if you're american um <laughs> what's <a> z? <laughs> z. that's that's what we the speakers of the queen's english the original english uh. um uh, z which is you know what, what you 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 newcomers and upstarts so across the country, um choose to use <laughs> that's it seven, um so DZS um headquartered in texas They've had a great year as well i mean the, the pandemic for a lot of the companies um that we cover uh hasn't necessarily been a bad thing so they also have had the notable fact that um telecoms giant charlie vote has come in as ceo he was previously of what's now ribbon he spent two decades at different companies he um helped finalize the uh, integration of design and zone who um are the companies that went on to to, to become DZS. Um, after their um, merger in 2016, uh, they've acquired Octelion, which is a Kieran optics technology company, and Rift, and introduced the DDS Cloud. So, all in all, four very worthy contenders, and I can't wait to see who's won.
0: Well, yeah. of course,
2: I know who's won, but you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, busy year, and um, proof that you can still get things done while in your sweatpants and on Zoom. Absolutely. You know, who said you need to have a shower to be productive? Exactly. <laughs> well, thanks, Fiona. Uh, all right, Ian, you're up next with company of the year. Uh, and this is public companies who uh, make uh, their investors proud, their employees happy, their competitors, you know, wake up with cold sweats. Uh, tell us about who some of the top They'll contenders. The were
1: ones. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there were lots of, en- lots of, en- in fact, all my categories seem to have Huge numbers of, of entries, so I probably yeah, won't. we get made sure that you and we picked
2: them out especially yeah,
1: yeah, I, get, I got I got it's categories of really... like dozens of. <laughs> and it's good to get lots of entries, obviously. So that, that's <laughs> a good But I mean, I, I was just going to pick out a couple really and and talk about ones that stood out for me. So that that obviously gives a clue as to who, you know, who's done well. But. um but I mean, interesting things that I mean, Fiona mentioned Amdocs is one of the companies that came up in, in Best Deal Maker, and, and they were all centered into this. And I mean they've had a they've had a really good year. I mean, they're very well known as a major force, obviously, in BSS, OSS. And, you know, they're showing up in quite a lot of interesting deals at the moment. Um, one that stuck out for me, even though it's not, you know, it's not a huge commercial thing at the moment, but this digital twin project that Orange is doing in the north of France. Um, which is, I just think, great marketing to you know to feature in a network that's kind of intended to be a showcase, I guess, of what the future could bring. Um, and the OpenNet deal, I think, again, it's a small deal, but which Fiona mentioned, but I think it's really critical. I mean, they've been a sort of thorn in the side to Amdocs for years um, in the in the kind of sector for charging software. So taking them out if you like is was quite a canny move but that relationship also seems to be going quite well I had the chance to talk to them and uh the CEO of OpenEt it quite recently it's one of those deals that does seem to be you can you can sort of see it working out quite well for them um another one that really stuck out was Marvel technology not not nothing to do with Avengers and and superhero films they're they're obviously big big kind of chip maker and they've been on They've just been on a real tail. I mean, if you're going to judge public companies based partly on share price performance, which I think you should do, it's been really impressive. I think their share price was twenty one thirty in February uh, last year, and it's now worth about sixty two dollars. Um, and a lot of its a lot of its down a lot of their success is down to just really smart takeover activity over the last few years. You know, they've snapped up firms like Cavium and Avera and Infi, so they've managed to kind of get inroads with big equipment makers like Ericsson, partly by doing things like that, and just built expertise in, in specific fields. And they're now this kind of major player in 5G silicon uh, and in a really good position for, you know, doing something quite interesting in, in open round as well. Um, and one more I've mentioned is Sienna. You know, we, we'll know that really well. It's an optical equipment maker. We, we kind of write about them quite quite a bit um and just seems to be in quite a good place at the moment i mean it's partly geopolitics i think it's fair to say that huawei's under pressure in some of the markets they're active in they already say they're picking up some work in india because of that and things look things are looking quite good for them in in the european region as well but they've got this um 800g technology that where they do seem to have like a a lead on anybody else uh, and have already been able to land quite a lot of deals for that um I, I guess the challenge for them is on the components front. You know, they kind of noted supply problems that might come along because of the, the big semiconductor crunch we're all seeing at the moment. But they seem to have done a good job of mitigating it at the moment. So I'm kind of thinking the next few quarters could be quite strong ones for them. Those are my one those are my ones, yep. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Sorry, I think I accidentally um I was trying yeah. to unmute Fiona. <laughs> Are you able to unmute yourself? yourself okay. totally. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't unmute her. <laughs> Some people so, um, might say that's a good thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can take this part out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, thanks, Ian. Yeah, definitely a lot of um, sounds like a lot of supply chain, um, you know, challenges came up this year, but, you know, folks are powering through it. Um, Fiona, let's go to outstanding use case service provider IoT. Uh, so this is for a service provider or company that's helping customers change the way they do business with innovative Internet of Things devices and services.
2: Um, yeah. So I have to say, um, I am a bit of a sucker for the old IoT smart device and. Um, yeah, I kind of want to live in a shiny future where everything's done for me and uh, yeah, as much as possible. So, so, so this for me was a bit of a sort of busman's holiday type of um, category to judge. Would I? We didn't get as many applications as I think I would have liked. Um, I think possibly because, you know, IT, IoT, it's big, but maybe for especially in the communication sector, a lot of people are looking for 5G to really give it that extra push um interesting though when you think that a lot of applications using are using narrowband but um but hopefully next year we'll see um a few more that's not to say that the applications that we didn't receive weren't great they were some really interesting and quite diverse use cases um and i think with the, the 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 four that we shortlisted as finalists um each is very different each um is in a completely different um, category in terms of IoT use case. Um, One of them is a pilot um, and one of them is um, mass implementation in a city. So let's go ahead and have a look at them. So BT. So they've added air quality monitors in a pilot to their street hubs. Now, if you're not from the UK, you probably don't know what a street hub is. So basically, BT. Yeah, what is that? yeah a so did. did you say street pub or hub <laughs> <laughs> oh how i wish they were pubs that, that, would, that would make that would be the final crowning glory if you could just go past and pick up a pint
1: Wouldn't no there like-
2: are hubs street hubs so they've just launched their 2.0 version um over the last couple of weeks So basically, obviously, BT, as British Telecom, have a lot of real estate across the country in the form of telephone boxes and exchange boxes and all of these things. And as people make fewer and fewer calls that require a public phone box, they've converted a lot of their street real estate in big cities to these smart hubs, so street hubs. So they provide connectivity, it's advertising space. um, Some of them have charges for your smartphone. Um, there's, There's a wide range of things that'll give you advice on on how to get from a to b that sort of thing so it's, it's like be...
0: repurposing pay phones
2: it is yeah so okay.
0: instead I of haven't just seen things,
2: one of those in forever <laughs> no no. well they still have them they do still have them if you look hard um mm-hmm. but most of them now are all being sort of converted to these these new things and of course the old ones are all being repurposed to things like street libraries which is quite cute but i think street pub is definitely the way to go and i'm going to personally write to BT's <laughs> a better idea yes absolutely so so what they've done um in birmingham is they've piloted adding air quality monitors and anyone that lives in a big city knows that air quality is is a big deal and in the uk the only people that really record what air quality um is going on are the councils and they can sometimes have um well Split loyalties, when it comes down to it. Now, this could be because I live in Greenwich next to the Blackwall Tunnel approach, and we've got some of the worst air quality in Europe um, because of the the main road. So seeing um, air quality monitors being sort of installed and giving out real time advice, I think can only be a good thing. But this is a pilot, so it remains to be seen whether this will be taken on sort of across the board. Next use case, a company called Digi International. Now, this one is going from the small, the micro, to the huge. So this is their project to upgrade New York City's Department of Transportation's uh, um, traffic system, giving it an IoT communications upgrade. So with this one, we're we're looking at an impressive scale. There's 12,000 miles of sidewalk, 14,000 infrastructure intersections, intersection. See, this is what what happens when I start to to try and talk American. 800 bridges and tunnels um, using cloud-hosted digi routers. Now, they did manage to do this under budget, apparently, and ahead of schedule, which is something you don't often see with um, big public Works projects. Um, It'll be interesting to see, you know, sort of how this sort of, you know, works going forward. But it was an interesting project to look at. Cognitive systems, another very different um, proposition. So this is Wi-Fi monitoring. Um, This could be equally amazing yet horrifying at the same time when you think about it so <laughs> it's wi-fi sensing they're in they embed motion detecting uh, software into your wi-fi gateways which well personally i probably wouldn't want it in my own house when i was wandering around for somebody to spy on if you have elderly pa- parents or children or pets this could be very very useful so it works on um, 2.4 and 5 gigahertz at the moment they're expanding it to wi-fi 6. Um, And they use the IoT networks in the home. So all the smart smart devices, as well as your routers, as well as your Wi-Fi gateways, the software layers on top of this. And basically, from the changes in the signal, it can work out um, how people are moving around the house, if they're moving around the house, if they're doing something unusual. And that's all done through AI um, algorithmic sort of calculations. So it's supposed to be watching your elderly parents, but without watching them, you know, in um, on sort of intrusive video cameras, that sort of thing. That's the idea. Okay. So so oh, like so. a really fancy life alert. So yeah, just- basically. <laughs> um, and if you know anyone's had a, a relative that's had to use any of these alert systems, some of them work, some of them really don't. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it could be good. And so okay. our last finalist is Machine Q. and this is Laura One um, IoT Solutions to scale up um rather than using cellular connectivity or wi-fi so this is their this is a project that they did uh, for comcast antennas and communications devices where they partnered with core connect to work together to basically help them pull together this 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 solution um and to you to to deploy the What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, Tien, you can take this a little bit out because I've just had a sudden blank and that's yeah. horrible. Um, Chip. That Chip. would be it. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> so, so, basically, putting the one chips in to use instead of Wi Fi and cellular. So, again, potentially huge cost savings um it's supposed to be more stable um and easier to deploy um and of course it's not using the same networks as everybody else so again for really interesting um categories mm-hmm. for uh for really interesting um <laughs> submissions entrance yes it's it's getting towards <laughs> the end of the day the brain's not working submissions um and i thoroughly enjoyed uh, uh looking at looking all of them yeah fiona's already hit up one of those street pubs i think yeah <laughs> just <laughs> kidding
0: good. <laughs>
1: I like Those are really interesting. Pub where you can, I don't know. Oh, can you Imagine just
0: yeah. get a beer, check the air quality. Yeah. Yep. Check on your your the senior citizen pub. parents.
1: Just <laughs> <laughs> <I can laughs> all these pubs anyway. I think now, if you if you go into pubs in the UK, you have to you have to sit at a table and order it through an app. So
2: that's right.
1: It it almost is that anyway.
2: Yeah. You on the other hand, IoT it's the, the charging potentially? You know, I can see it. You you've left the pub. You want to call an Uber, your phone's run out of charge, there's your street pub. Pints pint while you wait, charging your phone, and order your Uber in real time. What more could you ask for?
0: Oh, That's
2: there you go. <laughs>
0: I think that should be the winner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Fiona. Um, Ian, we've got another one from you. Outstanding digital enablement vendor. Uh, so this is awarded uh, to the next gen OSS, BSS, CX, analytics, or digital commerce systems vendor. Phew. Yeah,
1: there's, there's nothing as interesting as a, as a digital uh, IoT pub in it, I'm afraid. But uh, Aww,
0: that's
1: all right. I mean, it's it's, it's quite, digital obviously like a big topic in the industry, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we talk about this a lot at Light Reading, I guess the the back the back end side of things, the the IT systems it's quite complex. Trying to figure out what's going on there, really. I mean, I think it's a lot easier to think about stuff in hardware terms, and and you know, putting up radio sites and you know, coverage are, are, are things that are easier to get your head around. But actually, what the what the I think what the really important thing is from a transformational side, and and in terms of making these. Companies look less like utilities, perhaps, and more like um, more like a Google or or an Amazon. Is is OSS and BSS, um, and so it's a really important award category, and it's something that operators have been wrestling with for years. You know, we keep hearing about these massive digital transformation projects that they spend billions on, and it seems to last for years, and then they don't seem to be any better off, and um, you know one 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 challenge they have, I think, is just trying to take out the the legacy and introduce new systems and move everything across. And you know you get these processes that go on where they've got sort of two things that they're having to maintain at the same time, even if you've only got one customer still on the old legacy stuff. And it's just an absolute nightmare really. So so vendors that can kind of come along and and pitch something that's quite compelling and 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 help to sort of move that along are. Uh, you know they're in a kind of good position in the market. So I mean I just mention I'm only going to mention a couple actually in this, um, but and they're again they're both fairly well known players in the industry. But one was um, Netcracker, owned by NEC in Japan. Um, people will be very familiar with it, I'm sure. But it's had it's had a really good year. Um, you know in a market that it's been in for a long time. Its revenues up about a tenth in the last fiscal year, and its orders are up about a half. Um, and it's played, I think, one of the interesting things about it at the moment is it's played quite a pivotal role in the project that Rakuten is doing in Japan. This this rollout of a fourth mobile network there based, you know, heavily based on kind of cloud open round technologies. Um, again, it's a bit like the sort of digital twin thing that Orange is doing in northern France. I mean, obviously, Rakuten's is commercial and the digital twins are much smaller, but they're both things that companies will want to be associated associated with the marketing purposes. Um, And it's, you know, and it's had a couple of big customer wins with traditional service providers as well. So um, T-Mobile, Etisol, big Middle Eastern operator, Viasat, satellite company. Um, Just a a strong year, I think, for Netcracker. Um, And another one, another one I was going to shout out is Matrix Software. You know, a much smaller player, but I've talked to like CTOs and operators about different companies in this market. And it's really hard to to find someone who's got anything at all negative to say about Matrix. Like it, they just kind of call it out as a really kind of strong contender. Um, and, you know, it's had, it's had nine wins in the last 12 months with some really significant players. So one in particular is Dish in the US. Everybody will know Dish because very much like Rakuten, it's kind of come along... Um, Is trying to disrupt this market that's, you know, basically three players now and build a completely new network from scratch and take advantage of all the latest and greatest technologies that are on offer. So, you know, if you show up in that in that particular rollout, then it's just a really good sign. So those those I mean, there are others and I'm not saying that either of those are actually the winner, uh, but they're they're the ones I wanted to mention.
0: Thanks, Ian. Keep us guessing. (laughs) uh great well Fiona, um you've got person of the year which i think is pretty self-explanatory so tell us about maybe two or three uh that stood out to you and you're on mute
2: <laughs> <laughs> of course i am of course. <laughs> all right I, my fault this time <laughs> no, that was that was all me <laughs> and uh yep yeah, just getting my notes back <laughs> So this year we had um, some really great contenders um, and as Kelsey suggested, um, I'm going to pick a couple uh, because it would take t- too long to go through all of the achievements of everyone we had here. Um, I think one of the things that was really heartening and, and quite a theme that was coming through was the focus on staff in the workplace and invent incentivizing and motivating an engaged workforce, which I think, you know, over the past year, two years is a really important thing and something that is going to pay dividends and in terms of success for the the companies that really invest in that so i did want to 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 mention that um as something that i found quite quite cheering Um, i think the two that i probably would pick out um i mean ian's already mentioned um matrix software um so Glow Gordon is CEO there. Um she is one of our submissions. Uh she joins the company in January twenty twenty and is the driving force between a lot of the great stuff that they Matrix has been doing. Um they've had a great year again this year. Um the submission again it focused heavily on staff incentivization incentivizing to reach goals um, uh, while putting together a holistic strategy a- a- across the board which you can see because as, as Ian said they have landed nine um, you know very significant new customers and it's it's clear to see that the company really is going places um, and if it's not this year um I think this is a, a, a contender who definitely within the next couple of years will be our Person of the year. And the same goes for um, number two, who's um, Charlie Votes, president and CEO of D- DZS. So we've already talked a bit about DZS earlier on in the podcast. Um, big name when he joined, he joined August, 2020. So again, just sort of pre-pandemic, um, delivered record performance, stellar year overhauling the company, um and two big acquisitions and that's Optelian and rift as we discussed so both of these really impressive um one has to win one has to not win um <laughs> what could be the other the other the other two that we the other three that we we haven't mentioned yeah. um but i think that it's safe to say that um, whoever gets it this year um the runner up probably will be looking at it the year after or the year after that yeah so don't don't be disheartened. Hang in there. <laughs> Absolutely. I would say that, you know, I'm sure a lot of you were, were expecting us to 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 announce the Elon Musk of telecoms as person of the year. Danielle Royston this year, of course. Um, but you have to be in it to win it, Danielle. What can I say? So um maybe next year I'll be waiting. <laughs> All
0: right. Thanks, Fiona. Uh, all right. Last but not least, we've got outstanding test and measurement vendor for the communications networking test and measurement monitoring
1: or assurance systems vendor
0: that stands out from their competitors.
1: Oh, What'd yeah. you
0: find, Ian?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's quite a technical topic, obviously, test and measurement. Yeah. And um, it's one that, you know, people don't don't automatically raise to i think to sort of find out what's going on but it's it's obviously really important and it's it was heavily subscribed in terms of the companies entering i mean i'll, I'll read out some of the companies that we had on the short list which has already gone up on the site but exfo uh, redshift networks keysight technologies light river vrv Multilane, juniper incognito and ec Site. so there's there's a huge amount of interest in it um And there's a lot of competition going on in the market, and it's had its challenges over the last year. You know, with um, component shortages have affected this sector to some extent. But uh, I'll mention again, you know, I'm going to talk about companies that might not have might not have won, they might. So you know, kind of keep it keep you guessing. But there's a couple that I would sort of call out for performance over the last year. One's VRV, which is really well known in the market. Um, We've been writing about it for years uh they've had you know a a good year on the m a front some quite smart takeover activity share price has gone up about a third in the last year um, and their sales are up six percent um and the other one is uh keyside technologies um which has rebounded quite well i think after i mean they're, they're a company that you know has um called out the sort of components challenges for some of the equipment that they use but they seem to have managed that quite well um again, you know a, a really good sort of improvement in revenues in the last year. I think sales up about a quarter in fact in the third quarter, uh, and their share price is now eighty percent higher than it was um about a year ago. So it's you know you look at you look at sort of performances by co- companies in the telecom sector and um and and vendors and and they're not often doing things like that these days. so I think it's sort of testament to to how well they've done. There is one more that I've got I don't know if it's on your list uh, Kelsey a category but um my AI and automation which is oh, a, awesome. an outstanding use case <laughs> you tell me I mean I, I don't know if Fiona's got another one as well to 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 mention but I can I can run through a couple of things on on that as well it's, a, it's one of, it's a service provider use case um AI and automation uh, which is which I think is really interesting, because a lot of the changes that we're seeing at the moment in not just in telecom but kind of in industry generally are to do with I- introducing automation technologies and ai and 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 seeing what you can kind of do with them and 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 shifting manual processes. Um, and again, I'm, I just mentioned sort of three three use cases, I guess that 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 stuck out for me. One is um, one one is Ericsson, which has got this system called the Ericsson Operations Engine. I remember them unveiling it actually a couple of years ago at Mobile World Congress. And it's basically a sort of network monitoring and analytics tool that draws on artificial intelligence and then provides insights about network performance. So you can do things like um, work out where problems are going to crop up on the network and then kind of take action before anything, um, you know, before anything basically goes wrong. And they've used it very specifically in uh, India with a company called Airtel, which is one of the one of the biggest operators there. One of the few remaining operators after a lot of them sort of went out of business over the last few years. And in that market, it's really important to be able to do things in a kind of automated way and try and get manual effort out because RPU's are so low. Um, and it's just interesting Airtel itself is kind of calling out this technology as something that's made a difference. Um, Another one is Red Hat. They've been doing some work with um, a Turkish operator called Turkcell, more on the kind of customer facing side. So they've developed this chat bot that can do things like um, text to speak conversion. uh, And they they even say they can sort of select songs that a customer might might want to listen to, you know, based on their kind of emotional state at the time. So (laughs) yeah, you basically send a photo to them and they sort of work out. What you you know what 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 kind of music you might want to hear, which just oh, sounds, sounds really weird. I know, but it also sounds yeah, quite yeah. sort of fascinating that, that that they can do something like that. Um, and it's just I, I it's just a kind of wacky example, really, of how AI mm-hmm. can be used in in different ways. Um, and then there's Juniper Networks as well. They've had this project with um, Orange's Polish subsidiary, where they're using. It's mainly about sort of using. Um, Closed-loop automation, I guess, to to improve service quality, and a, a bit like with the Ericsson Operations Engine to kind of detect faults, and that's been that's been in use for a little while, um, and it's and it's kind of been modified more recently, um, and they're now saying Orange, this is from Orange Pole, and they're now saying that since you know they've had these changes to it, they've not had any critical outages, which is something that they've had um, problems with before, and they've also kind of been able to improve their net promoter score, which I know is one thing that Operators seem to be obsessed with at the moment is is moving their NPS up. So for them to to be sort of saying that this is partly to do with that technology, I think is quite interesting.
0: Yeah, do hear a lot about NPS scores lately? Uh, well, thanks for going over the uh, outstanding use case for service provider AI and automation, Ian. Uh, the one about the um, you know, hold music makes me think of one year at Mobile World Congress where they there was a robot that would um, look at your face and tell you your mood. It said mine was like <laughs> sad. Oh, I'm like, well, probably because I'm waiting on <laughs> <laughs> this briefings getting canceled. Yeah. yeah. I'm like that and frustrated. So. <laughs> my feet hurt <laughs> yeah pretty much has yes, my feet hurt uh, alright well thank you both um, for going over those categories with us and um, for our listeners if you want to um, see any more about the, the full finalist list you can find that on the light reading uh, website and again we will announce the winners um, during the week of mobile world congress uh, the week of October 26 so stay tuned for that uh, and we'll see you next time on the light reading podcast